This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to The Scorecard with Barry Cronin and Mike Esposito, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on Chicago's Sports Radio 670, The Score, and Odyssey Station. And we are back, and we are here on moving day at the Masters down in Augusta, and uh, this is The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Barry and Mike here with you as we are every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. Golf coverage on the score presented by Sam Adams Wicked Hazy IPA. And uh, since it is Masters weekend, no better place to be than Augusta. That's where our next guest joins us from. He's on the Alpamani Nissan hotline, Alpamani Nissan in Melrose Park on North Avenue or at apnissan.com. Uh, and we're pleased to uh, be joined by Bob Herrig, golf writer for ESPN.com, down in Augusta, but uh, a native of the Chicago area. And, Bob, good to have you back on. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. Morning, Bob. How's it going? For people who don't know, uh, Bob is a Barrington native. He grew up caddying at Inverness Country Club, got the Evans Scholarship, went to Indiana University. Were they any good in basketball when you were there, Bob? <laughs> hey, we're a football school now, man. <laughs> I'm good at, we're good at football now. It's basketball that's gone to hell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bob, right. for- <laughs> Yeah. No, when I was there, they were good in basketball. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while, but uh, anyway. Hey, Bob, what's the what is what's the weather like down there? What's predicted? Um, it's been really nice the whole time. You know, that's been a change. Uh, there's a chance for some thunderstorms late in the day today, which would be uh, like when the leaders are on the back nine. So um, we'll see. They moved the tee times up just, you know, maybe 10, 20 minutes to give themselves a little bit of a window. And I think the players would welcome some rain. They're, they're really, they're sort of over these hard, fast greens that are giving them fits. So, but I'm not sure it would be enough to really make an impact. Um, It would have to rain hard and long for the, for the greens to change a whole lot. You know, they have those sub air systems here where they suck the water right out of the greens and out of the fairways. So if they don't get a lot, they can, they can get rid of it pretty quick. So, uh, you know, it's, it's been a lot harder at the masters than it's been for a few years. Yeah. Well, I, I guess, I think they're tired of everybody uh, shooting, uh, you know, 20 under or, or 19 mm-hmm. under par. They're sick of it. So, Bob, you know, I'm one of these guys who, when Masters Weeks come, you know, you, you never want it to end, and you watch, uh, I watch all the golf channel stuff and the analysis, and I kind of glut myself on it. I know you're you're around it every day, so you probably don't do that quite as much, but uh, I never heard anybody on any of those, on any of that commentary say that Justin Rose or Will Zalatoris or Brian Harmon or Mark, Mark Leishman 
or burned Weisberger or Tony Finau were going to be on the top of the leaderboard. <laughs> you know, they were talking about Spieth and Justin Thomas, but you know, somehow Siwoo Kim's name didn't didn't come up. You know, uh, it, it, I mean, it's remarkable the, the some of the names on the leaderboard. No question. You know, it's Will Zalatoris is playing in his first Masters, and it's like as hard as it gets out there, and he's up there, and he's in the last group. That's pretty. I mean, it's just a pretty impressive to get to that point, you know, just like you said, all those big names are gone. Um, and I'm telling you, I think they just got really flummoxed by, by a course that they haven't seen like this for a while. And so it kind of equaled it, it sort of leveled the playing field, you know, the, the, um, cause they're all, they're all battling it. You know, the experience factor left a little bit because they're not used to, you know, they're not used to this. Um, it- Certainly the guys who've been around understand, you know, what they're dealing with. But, I mean, guys putting balls off the green on 15 into the water, chipping it into the water, um, that hasn't happened like that for a while. So, um, so for, these, for, the, for the younger guys who don't have the experience, it's pretty impressive that they've been able to deal with it. Bob Herrig is our guest. Uh, he's down in Augusta covering the Masters for ESPN.com. And, and Bob, you wrote about Jordan Spieth uh, uh, just recently about how last week's win uh, may catapult him to this week's success, and he is certainly finding that success. He really seems to to have righted the ship there. Yeah, I was sort of trying to make the argument that winning last week um, was huge now because he faced all those doubts, right, all those demons that he's been messing with here for almost four years and to get a win out of the way has to make the weekend a little bit easier because now he's done it. It's hard enough to win at the masters or to win a major, but when you haven't won for so long and everybody keeps asking you about it. So I think it really is good that he won last weekend. It helps, you know, he, he kind of crossed that hurdle and now the next hurdle is doing it, doing it in a major. And even when he was not playing great, he still played pretty well here. So I think that's a good sign for him. We'll see, obviously. He's, um, he still has some issues. You know, he's, still not, he's still not quite the where he was a couple of years ago, dialed in with his swing and everything. And I think the doubts start to creep in once in a while. But, uh, you know, he hit some nice shots yesterday, and he got a few putts to go in. So um, be interesting to see. I'm sort of like looking forward to maybe if he and JT were in the in the uh, same group together, that would be kind of fun. Yeah, it would be. That would be. Um, Bob, you know, a lot of things have changed, you know, just in the last, you know, six months or seven months or whatever. Um, you know, Tiger's missing. You got a completely different golf course. Will Zalatoris, whoever heard of him, right? And then you have Lee, Lee Elder, Lee Elder with the with the ceremonial tee shot. Uh, I don't know if you were out there for that, but uh, that, that that seemed to resonate to a lot. Of, it seemed like a lot of people thought that was really cool. Yeah, you know what? I thought it was, I thought it came off way better than I thought than I thought it would. Um, not that I thought it was going to be bad, but I was I I, I think it was more um, significant than we were giving giving credit to. And they actually did a nice job with it. And then he came to the interview room afterward with uh, with Jack and Gary Player, you mm-hmm. know. And he was really good. He was very eloquent. He was very humble. Um, and 
I thought the way they presented him, you know, it was a shame he couldn't get up there and hit the shot. Right. Um, I'm sure but, that was um, killing him. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it was, it was, um, you know, there was, there's just a lot to that. Like that was, um, the year he played Nicholas won. Uh, right. That was, in fact, that was one of the all time great masters. Remember it was, uh, 75, um, right? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, he came down the stretch with Johnny Miller and Tom Weisskopf, and he made that big putt on 16 um, that you see the highlights of. And that was, the, that was the Masters that Lee Elder played in, the first one. When you think about that, it's not that long ago and that they were, you know, that we were kind of dealing with that. You know, there had been other black players that should have probably gotten in the Masters before him, and he noted them. You know, he, 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 uh, he gave them their due. You know, Charlie Sifford being one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he probably should have been the first to play. Uh, Ted Rhodes, um, Pete Brown. There were there were it's there were a lot of good black golfers in the '60s who uh, who probably could have been here first. And for whatever reasons, they didn't. You know, they they didn't meet the qualifications, and or you know they they you know frankly they kind of skirted to to keep from inviting them. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of nice to see them address that now and. You know, they've kind of taken on their past a little bit with that, and I'm not. It's not like they're going to make it right, but they're acknowledging it. So that was what was pretty cool about that whole thing. Yeah, I, I really liked uh, Elder's attitude toward it all. You know, he just uh, he was so he was so great. And I thought I thought that was that, that was terrific. And you know, Tiger always, as you know, you've covered Tiger for all 15 majors. Um, he's always been very aware of that of his of that history, and uh, and and has kind of carried it with them. Um, but you know, he be, it would have been interesting had had Tiger been there um, uh, this week. Uh, that would have been different. Yeah. But, you know. Um, but then it's again, a shame and then, he couldn't be there for that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously a shame he couldn't be there. You know, for all of it, um, you know, and uh, what do you think about the absence of Tiger at the tournament? I mean, how gaping, it seems like a gaping hole in the whole tournament that he's not there. Yeah, I mean, if that ha- if that whole thing hadn't happened, there would have been tons of conjecture leading into it as, as if as to his um, his chances to win. Right. You know, we we went from is he going to get healthy enough with the back to be able to play and you know everybody thinks anytime he tees it up there might be a chance to to what we're dealing with now where you know he's not going to be playing golf for a long long time. And you know, I think it was really um uh it it it, it was sort of hit home uh the champions dinner that he wasn't at um you know his pre-tournament press conference on Tuesday would have pretty much dominated things. Uh, obviously with Lee Elder and, you know, Tiger's always been very deferential to him uh, and Charlie Sifford. In fact, you know, his son, Charlie, that's Charlie Sifford. That's mm-hmm. where that comes from. So, um, uh, but he, you know, Lee Elder, when Tiger won in 97, Lee Elder drove up here from Florida to be there for it, you know, and wow. Tiger yeah. always, thought that that was such a great thing for him to do. So, um, anyway, yeah, it's, uh, and then, you know, you know, there's just a little bit of a lack of, you know, less buzz when he's not involved, you know, and if if he were in 50th place today, he'd be getting all kinds of attention. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a little, and it's weird to think that just five months ago he was here, 
you know, and, right. yeah. and, uh, and, and, you know, didn't have a great tournament, but actually, uh, after that 10 on the 12th, he birdied five of the last six. So mm-hmm. hopefully that's not the last time. Yeah. Yep. No doubt. Uh, our, a few more minutes with our guest, Bob Herrick from ESPN.com. He's down in Augusta covering the masters and you talk about big names and kind of there being an absence there. Uh, these guys were there, but man, you had, you had some, some of the, the biggest uh, stars in the game missed the cut uh, yesterday. Dustin Johnson just won a few months ago. Now he's out. Rory missed. Uh, Kepka missed. I mean, there, there's a lot of guys that, for whatever reason, just did not play well the first two days. Yeah, and, you know, kind of the sad thing is if you could have snuck in, there's a chance. Mm-hmm. Because I think, what, plus three made it and, and um, you know, minus seven is leading. That's ten shots. They used to have a ten-shot rule here. Um, it wouldn't have mattered this time, but, uh, you know, usually if you're within 10, there's always a chance. And, uh, Dustin bogeyed three of the last four. I mean, he was well within it and, and then they fell apart. Kepka probably shouldn't have played, um, that knee issue that he had. I mean, he could barely walk. Um, and on this, at this place, he, he might've done himself a favor to miss the cut is his, um, uh, I, I'm not sure that he was doing himself much good. Uh, Rory is kind of in a mess right now. You know, he missed the cut at the players also. So um, uh, he's he's got a new coach on board. He's got some things to sort out here uh, in the short term before he gets back. And uh, so yeah, it's it's a kind of it's, it's it's weird. That doesn't usually happen like that. That many big ones. So, so Bob, uh, Tony Romo, uh, the palm reader, crystal baller, uh, the, the Steve Stone of golf, uh, <laughs> he's projecting that uh, Will Zalatoris is going to win this tournament. Uh, he told he was texting Jim Nance yesterday on the broadcast. Um, and so, I, so if you look at the leaderboard, I mean, you know, Justin Rose would be a great, great winner, I think. And, uh, you know, of course, Spieth and, and, you know, any of these other guys could could sneak in there. Justin Thomas or who knows? Bern Wiesberger, maybe he'll win. Uh, do you have any do you have any thoughts, any picks? Uh, you know, we got a lot, we have legalized betting here in Illinois and people are ready to call or text or do whatever, <laughs> you know, on the app. Do you really? It, it, oh. They do have legalized. Oh, my God. Now? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they have commercials on the radio even. Is it on? Is it online, or, or, or are there it's places on, to go? Or it's on apps. You know. Oh yeah, they've got casinos. Oh, yeah. yeah, we've got casinos right here in right here in Displains. Right, at, it's just down the street. You know, it's uh, it's all over. It's uh, it's quite, it's quite captivating. So, uh, so you know, you being the that. expert, you being the expert, <laughs> I think you know that's they'll all they'll all be they'll all be on the app five five minutes. What after they should do say. is what whatever I say, they should go opposite. Yes, the George Costanza method. <laughs> yeah, like like, and I don't know if they do, the, you know, they how they do the two ball betting. So like, who's going to have the better sc- score in the group? Yeah, you know, so that would be. That would be one way to do it. But look, you know, I don't, to be honest with you, as much as Tony Romo likes Zalatoris, it's just hard for a first-time guy to win. Um, Brian Harmon has not played in very many Masters. Um, like, he, I don't think he had ever broken 70 until this week or maybe one time before. Uh, Leishman might be a sleeper. Leishman played in the final group the year Adam Scott won. It was yeah. right there. 
You know, he's, mm-hmm. he lost in a playoff at the Open in 2015 when Zach Johnson won. Um, he's, um, he's been a pretty solid player for a long time. Um, yeah, JT is, is there, too, with a chance. I mean, look, they're just it's, – it's so close. It all takes – Justin Rose showed yesterday he played the first seven holes and three over. Right. No guarantees. So, um, you know, I actually kind of – at this point, I actually kind of like Justin Thomas. So maybe mm-hmm. three behind and, um, but you know, I'm telling you, bet carefully if you're going by what I say. <laughs> buyer, buyer beware. Buyer well, beware. <laughs> we, Bob, we we certainly appreciate your time. We are uh, up against a break here, uh, but we do appreciate it, and uh, we certainly enjoy your work on ESPN.com. Uh, continued success, and uh, thanks for jumping on with us. Cool. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Thanks, Bob. Talk to you. That's Bob Herrig from ESPN.com. He is down at Augusta covering the Masters, uh, and uh, you can find him on Twitter at Bob Herrig. And, uh, Barry, I I have much the same uh, betting strategy <laughs> when, when talking about myself, regardless of sport. If I think something, I should do the opposite. So that is it's, it's usually good advice. Whenever you think the Bears are going to win, just just put your, get your get your head right and don't get emotional, right? That's right. Whoever the team, I think, is going to win, we do it the opposite. Uh, We need to take a timeout, and when we come back, more Masters talk, uh, and we'll conclude the show with two 12-year-olds. Yes, we're going to have two kids on. Why, you ask? Because they participated at Augusta last weekend in the Drive, Chip, and Putt National Finals. We'll talk to Logan Keeter and Reese Wallace uh, before we close the show. It's Barry Cronin and Mike Esposito. You've got the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine here on 670 The Score. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And we're back. The scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Mike Esposito, Barry Cronin here with you. Opening day, so to speak, for us, uh, our first show of the season, uh, Masters Weekend, uh, perfect weekend for said opening show, Barry Cronin, and moving day, and we just talked to Bob Herrick down in Augusta, uh, lots of names clustered atop that leaderboard, you can go down to uh, the, the 17th place tie, which uh, features uh, one Bryson DeChambeau, who 67 after 76 yesterday, but 
He's tied for 17th. You got John Rahm and, and others tied at 21st. Plenty of uh, potential here for, for lots of moving up and down this board. Well, you know, one thing I noticed when you look at the leaderboard, uh, uh, Mike, is our old friend Stuart Sink, who was on our yes. show last year, is That's actually right. tied with Bryson DeChambeau. And uh, so, you know, and, and he, you know, he's not a young dude anymore, but uh, he's he's hanging in there. So it's it's good. Bryson was all over the place on Thursday. I think he shot, you said he shot 76 and then yesterday 67. So um, he's, he's quite a, he's quite a dynamic and uh, polarizing player. Some people just can't stand him because he, because <laughs> he just, yeah. he plays so weird, but you know, and, and you wonder what's going to happen to his body in, in five years. I mean, he's a young guy, but is, what's he going to be at 35? You can't swing like that when you're 35, I don't think. No. Well, and, uh, and so, haven't, so I mean, we'll see what happens. Haven't we seen some of that? You know, Tiger obviously pre accident we're talking about, but with all of the, you know, the knee and joint injuries and pains and surgeries and, and whatnot, his back, the, his the back, back. Yeah, his back, sure. Mike. Yeah. I mean, and, and he changed his swing a bunch of times at different teachers and et cetera. And some of the, some of the swings that he, that, you know, some of the types of swings that he did, uh, affected his back and, uh, you know, and, you know, thank, thank God he was able to get back and, and win the 2019 masters and everything. And, um, but yeah, it, 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 who knows what's going to happen with Bryson? But uh, but he is certainly a, an interesting character in in the game. Yep, absolutely. So. And I should mention Barry, our our text zone is open. If you'd like to text us, three one two six four four six seven six seven. Brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at rosenhyundai.com. Uh, long ball Mike Barry is uh, is out and about. He says, "Happy Master Saturdays, guys. Great to hear you back on the air." Having you two means golf season and good weather is right around the corner. Welcome back. Thank you, Mike. And, uh, hey, it's, it's good to be back, and we're with you. We're, Barry, uh, one Barry Cronin was out golfing in 75-degree weather earlier this week, so we're, we're here it for that. It was awesome. It was unbelievable. Long. I couldn't believe we would be out there. You know, you have <laughs> the weather here is just so crazy, uh, as, you, as we know, as native Chicagoans. Yeah. But uh, yep. but you ne- it's something that you really never get used to. You think, oh man, you have these two beautiful days. It's they're perfect. Two or three days are just unbelievable. You mm-hmm. everybody would live here if those if the weather was like that all the time, and then all of a sudden you revert to like misery. <laughs> yep. So, welcome whatever. welcome to spring in Chicago. Exactly. Exactly. That's, exactly. Uh, it, it it's and certainly it, a lot know, nicer. The, yeah, you, that's the lament of the little league baseball coach. I know, Mike. That's right. That's exactly it. That's uh, one of one of the uh, guys I coach with uh, for my son's team. He he loves to say "Welcome to spring in Chicago" when when uh, we have you know snow one week and then the next week we're practicing outside in shorts because that's just what Chicago exactly. does to you. Um, exactly. Nicer down in Augusta, although they are expecting, uh, as we just heard from Bob, uh, a chance of rain later. Uh, the course, uh, as we saw on Thursday, I mean Justin Rose. Played it marvelously, but uh, not a lot of low scores on Thursday. Many more yesterday, uh, certainly. But uh, Justin Rose still atop your leaderboard at seven under. We've talked about a lot of other guys: Barry, Will Zalatoris, and and Jordan Spieth, uh, Siwoo Kim. You mentioned, uh, but Justin at seven under uh, has the chance to be a wire to wire champion. He's only got the one shot lead. Uh, he did falter a bit at the start yesterday, but was able to to kind of right the ship. Right. And, you know, Rose has got a pretty good record, Augusta. Uh, you know, he finished second to Sergio 
and I believe he finished second to Spieth in, in 15. So uh, he, he knows how to get around the course. He's strategic. He's a super smart guy. Um, and, you know, for whatever reason, he's nobody thought that this guy was going to be at the top of the leaderboard at the Masters, even for one day. Um, he, he hasn't played well in, in, uh, in, in you know, recently. And uh, went back to his original coach, uh, Sean Foley, uh, not long ago. And so seems to be getting back and, and uh, into uh, and some of the stuff that, uh, that Sean was, was telling him years ago when he was playing well. So uh, these players go through uh, phases where they go, well, I have to hit it longer or I have to get a mm-hmm. new coach. Or you know, Rory firing his caddy a couple of years ago, hoping that that would change his you know, his trajectory, the tra- trajectory of his career. And uh, and so Justin Rose now back with Sean Foley and, and seemingly, um, you know, rediscovering uh, better play. And again, like I said to, to Bob, I mean, I watched all that Golf Channel stuff and nobody said, the, oh, Justin Rose is going to be at the top of the leaderboard at the after mm-hmm. two rounds. Nobody right. said that. Uh, so and nobody talked about Zalatoris or, or Brian Harmon, uh, Leishman, Spieth. They talked about. He's the, he's the one guy they talked about. But uh, be interesting to see this weekend is going to be obviously they're always great at Augusta, spellbinding um, mm-hmm. viewer viewing. Even casual fans uh, will watch this tournament, and uh, that's what makes it so great. Yeah, and the and the reason, uh, and I'm one of them, and, and the reason I brought uh, Bryson's name up is because as he's sitting there tied for 17th, that's kind of the under par group. I mean, uh, right. there's 17 golfers under par, um, and, and they're all within. So Bryson's at net minus one, Rose minus seven. I mean, any of those guys, yep. as we just heard Bob, right? He, Bob even said 10 shots, so he's given, he's given uh, even more leeway, but... It's anyone's game. It's not that, you know, that, and as great as it is to see a guy like Tiger Woods dominate the field, it's just as fun to have a, a, a situation like this where anybody can win. Right. And and you see how quickly it can change uh, at Augusta. Um, you know, Bob mentioned about Dustin Johnson making all these bogeys on the back nine in order to miss the cut. I mean, think about uh, Spieth a few years ago when he dumped it in the water. He had all, he had a great lead and mm-hmm. knocked it a couple of them in the water on number 12 and lost to da- the great Danny Willett. I mean, my goodness, that guy, talk about a guy who backed into a major. Um, you know, Spieth just threw it away. And it, and it can happen. I mean, a Tiger in 2019, mm-hmm. I mean, Molinari and Kepka knock it in the water on 12, and Tiger hit it in the middle of the green and went on to win. I mean, uh, so a lot a lot can happen at Augusta. And, uh, I, I mean, Rose was interviewed yesterday after his round, and they said, gee, what, what happened? Um, you know, your first few holes were, were not so good in your second round. And he goes, well, Augusta National happened, and and that uh, that's what happens. I mean, yeah, I saw that. you know, I mean, and and that's really true. I mean, that golf course is is super challenging uh, from the first hole on, and um, you know they seem to be scoring a little bit on the back nine this week, of course, but I think it's it's wide open for any of these guys. And I mean, that Zalatoris kid, I don't know if you saw him interviewed, but. His, uh, I, I read a little bit about him, and his his father and his uh, and his grandfather were both fighter pilots. And I'm looking at this kid, and I go, "There's something about him, you know, that just he's got he's like really intense and really smart kid. He reminded me a little bit of mm-hmm. Maverick McNeely, who's uh, who, who who's the son of Scott McNeely, who was the head of Sun Microsystems. And they're just 
there's something about the intelligence level of these kids that, that just a look in their eye and tell mm-hmm. Torres is uh, is just uh, unbelievable. So I wouldn't be surprised if he wins. Be, be crazy if he would win, but I wouldn't be surprised. Well, and I loved his attitude yesterday. You know, they're asking him, you know, first time and everything. And, you know, I think it's Fuzzy Zeller, 1979, right. the only time that, that a first-timer has won. But he's like, listen, you know, I've wanted to be here my whole life, and now I'm here, and it's fantastic. I'm going to enjoy it, and I'm going to I'm gonna go out and do my best. You know, he was he was the opposite of intimidated. I'm, I mean, I'm sure there's pressure there, but, you know, he's like, he was he was taking the joy out of it and saying, you know what, I'm going to enjoy the heck out of this, and and, you know, let's see what happens. Right. Well, he's kind of playing with house money, so uh, yeah, yeah, he's, exactly. he's lucky to be in it. You know, he, he knows the only reason he got in is he finished in the top 10 at the U.S. Open uh, in September, and uh, and that's how he got into the to the Masters. And uh, he's been yep. playing unbelievable. He's made a couple million bucks already this year, Nice. and uh, he's got nothing to lose. Uh, his, his, uh, his little downfall, I think, in his game has been his putting. That's what everybody says. His, his greens and regulation are off the charts, 70 to 80%. You know, the guy's unbelievable hitting the greens. And, uh, you know, it, it, that's a big deal. Uh, so, And we should give some props to uh, our buddy Brian Harmon. He won the 2014 John Deere, and, mm-hmm. uh, and he's really been playing well lately. Um, so, you know, you never know. He was a great junior player, always a great putter and a great short game, doesn't hit it as far as everybody else. And, of course, Mark Leishman from Australia uh, grew up in, uh, I think, in the Victoria uh, province. And, uh, you know, they've got a lot of great golf courses, uh, and some of them are Alistair McKenzie. And, uh, you know, the great sandbelt golf courses down there. And, and I think he's kind of grown up. I think there's a familiarity that he sees uh, in Augusta with some of, the, mm-hmm. uh, some of the courses that he grew up on. So he's, he's always been around the lead in the Masters. He plays well there. So yep. and, and Tony Finau, there he is too. Uh, and he's traditionally played pretty well at the Masters. That one year he, he dislocated his ankle at, when he was right. running backwards at the par three, and he still played well. Yeah. So if you can do that, you're always that was at amazing. the top of the lead. And Justin Thomas, of course, he's, he's certainly a favorite. Yeah, we, we heard Bob Herrig mention JT as a possible favorite. Cameron Champ tied there at four under par. You mentioned Siwoo Kim, Matsuyama, uh, and uh, Weisberger. We need to take a timeout, Barry. When we come back, uh, we will have our youngest guests ever in the history <laughs> of the scorecard join us. And uh, they were participants in the drive, chip, and putt national finals last week. They played Augusta. They're 12. We'll talk to Logan Keeter and Reese Wallace when we come back on The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on 670 The Score. Masters weekend, James Brown living in America, and we're talking about what's going on down at Augusta, which brings us, Barry Cronin, to our next guest, who actually played at Augusta National Last weekend in the drive, chip, and putt national finals. Uh, let's head on out to the Alpamani Nissan hotline. Alpamani Nissan is in Melrose Park on North Avenue or apnissan.com. Our first guest is Logan Keeter from Northbrook. Good morning, Logan. Good morning. Good morning, uh, Logan. How's it going, my friend? It's going great. Good. You had a big week, big weekend. Yeah, it was amazing out there. How was the uh, how was your trip down there? Tell us a little bit about it. Who went with you and uh, arriving at Augusta? Who came with you on the trip? Well, my dad, my mom, and my brother came with me down to Augusta. And when we were there, we stayed at the Augusta Marriott. 
And then the next day we had the competition. And then my, one of my favorite parts of it was the next day we had tickets to the practice round, which is kind of a highlight. Yeah. So when you first uh, went into Augusta National, what did you? I know you probably watched it on TV a little bit. Uh, what was your impression and what was it like? Well, I mean, first off, everything was just a well-oiled machine. They did not have many things that you could see a kind of almost looked artificial. It was uh-huh. that kept tidy. And, I mean, the patrons, I mean, they were all filed up watching a few golfers, and it was cool to tag behind, and we got to watch Will Zalatoris. And, you know, he had a good first two days, and it was cool to just see how he prepared for that. Yeah. No. And, and Logan, I want to ask you because and I know, you know, it's got to be awesome as a 12 year old to participate in the, the drive, chip and putt national finals. Um, but I know for adults and I, you know, speaking as a as a middle aged man, I mean, for a lot of people, Augusta is a bucket list. You know, I, I want to be able to, to do this. And and you've gotten you, you've had that privilege. And, and I'm sure it's something uh, that you you probably don't take lightly that, hey, you know what? I got to play at Augusta. Yeah, no, I mean. Personally, I'm pretty proud of myself. I mean, it's obviously an amazing accomplishment for all 80 of the players that got to do, go down there this weekend. And, and before you got into golf, uh, Logan, you were, you know, you were a baseball player, football, soccer. How did you get into golf, and, uh, and, and when did you get into golf? Well, I'd always kind of, like, hung around the driving range every now and then. But uh, drive, chip, and putt was really the first, like, kind of thing that I did in golf. And after I qualified for the local, I took a, t- a tiny bit more seriously. I started getting my first lesson with Chu Han Lee. And after I continued to do well in drive, chip, and putt, I ended up dropping the other sports. Oh, you did. And, uh, and I understand you, t- you, uh, so how did you do, what was the competition like? You, uh, you, you did the driving and the chipping and the putting and, uh, uh, how was that with all the kids there and, uh, et cetera? Well, I mean, I enjoyed watching all the other kids swing. I liked being around the nine other kids that were in my age group because they're all really polished golfers. And I really love seeing how their swing kind of like worked back swing swing and all that stuff when I'm watching them putting their stroke and chipping their lines how they're thinking through a chip or pot that was kind of the coolest part for me so so you learned a lot yeah 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 and uh, it's and it sounds like Logan and if I'm reading this right because uh, Barry mentioned he used to play you know a bunch of different other sports so so is golf the focus now I mean are, are you like all right I'm gonna see where this goes yeah that's the focus right now. And I, who are you taking lessons from now, uh, Logan? Actually, a few people. Um, I'm taking oh. lessons with Andy. He's at the golf practice. It's the place where you could go take lessons, and there's a program. And then I still take lessons with Chu Hong Lee. Okay, Please. good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Chris Olerking, he know you know him, right, from the golf yep. practice. So we yep. had him on earlier. So that's pretty cool. We're you know, we're, we're, we're the locus of, of all these things right here <laughs> That's on, the, right. Uh, on the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Well, that's great, Logan. Well, um, uh, what's next for you? Will, will you be playing uh, uh, Illinois Junior Golf Association tournaments this coming uh, year? 
yeah, I've signed up for plenty of those, and I'm hopefully going to go down to Drag Trip and Putt locals in June, and I'm going to see how far I could get once again. Well, Logan, we hey, awesome story, and uh, we really appreciate you coming on. Uh, best and continued success to you as uh, as you go through and and get older, and hopefully continue to play well uh, as you get into to high school and and beyond. So, thank you, Logan, for your time today. Thank you. Thanks, Logan. So that's Logan Keeter. He is uh, he's a lefty from Northbrook, Barry, and he he's twelve. He was in the drive, chip, and putt national finals last week at Augusta on the boys' side. On the girls' side, you ask, do you have the girl? Well, yes, Barry, we do. We go back out to the Alpamani Nissan Hotline, Alpamani Nissan in Melrose Park on North Avenue or APNissan.com. Uh, we're proud to bring on Reese Wallace now from South Barrington. Good morning, Reese. Good morning. Hi, Reese. Great. To, thank you so much for coming on. We know you're in demand on the radio all <laughs> over the country, so uh, we really appreciate you uh, uh, being on uh, on the score with us. Uh, thank you. So, Reese, tell us a little bit about your experience uh, at Augusta. Who went down with you, and, and what was it like when you first saw the place? Well, my parents went with me, and it was it was hard because of COVID and, and having the spectators be limited. Um, I really wanted my grandfather to be there and watch me um, play at Augusta. He's the biggest golfer in our family, and he would enjoy the experience so much, but um, I just think the experience all around being there was, it was, the course was spectacular, first of all, but going down Magnolia Lane and having two practice screens and stuff around it, it looked fake. Um, it looked like artificial grass because um, it was so perfect. Everything there was perfect and the best shape possible just for this tournament and obviously the coming tournament um, with the Masters going on right after it. And did they kind of treat you like a star when you got out of the car and everything? Yeah, I think, I mean, they just, their hospitality and everything was so awesome. But um, as soon as you walked out of that van, you were treated just like a pro player who was escorted to, you know, practice for at the chipping green and then going to the driving range and you have all the chairman watching you. And I think that was really cool how they treated us players being there. Yeah. And, and Reese, so you had, you have participated in this drive chip and putt before. In fact, uh, if I have my info here, right, you, you've done this three times before you finally uh, broke through and, and, uh, and won. And that has to be gratifying, right? I mean, it's something I guess you've been golfing your whole life. Yeah, it's. It, I was definitely bummed, and it's. It's so hard to get to Augusta. I think it's just this. This whole drive chip putt thing is skill and luck at the same time. Because um, you know you can be sitting there, and a kid will make a thirty foot putt, and then bump you out of the, the whole thing. <laughs> So it is it is difficult to get to Augusta, and I think it was just the most gratifying moment ever to obviously win in a playoff, then to know that you're going to be going to Augusta. And then you got bumped out. You had to you had, you couldn't go because of the pandemic in in April of 2020, and you had to wait another year. But you told me that you had some uh, some physical changes over the course of that year. What tell us what happened? 
Well, I hurt my back, and I think this was just, this was, obviously it was really, it was hard for us to hear it was going to be canceled, but it also was kind of nice because I could heal my back from my injury playing basketball. Um, I just, I was running down the court, and um, somebody dropped the ball, and then I was bumped, and I landed on the basketball. So it was just I don't know. I I hurt my back pretty bad. And so so just, in a way, it was it was good that you that you got a little postponement. And then uh, what 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 happened? Like I you I understood you like grew a little bit, and then you lost some teeth. What happened there? Uh I think it, it honestly did help with um, growing. I grew um, five inches over the summer. <laughs> and, That's good uh, for basketball. Sure. Yeah, um, and I think it, it it really helps with distance. Um, I was hitting it farther than I was before, and I I felt really confident just knowing that I was hitting it more farther and straighter than the season before. And 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 Reese, as as we let you go, and we appreciate your time. Uh, I said in the beginning that you're you're from South Barrington. So how do you train? Where do you practice? Uh, where do you play at right now? So we have a golf dome by our house just if we want to see, like, the ball flight and just watch how the ball, if it draws or if I'm hitting a fade. But we also have a simulator in my garage, so I'm able to see my mile-per-hour stuff and how far I'm hitting my drive. How? What's your ball speed? Do you know? Uh, It's got to be, like, 115. The highest I got this year was 120. All right, so. good for you. Good for you. Well, hey, hey, Reese, uh, really congratulations on the accomplishment. Uh, it was great talking with you, and uh, continued success to you uh, in the game of golf. Thank you. Have a good, good day. Good luck, Reese. Thank you Thanks. so much, dear. That's that's Reese Wallace from South Barrington. Um, so that's kind of cool, Barry. I mean, as 12-year-olds, it's kind of like, you know, if you – if you get to play baseball on Wrigley Field at 12, this is basically the golf equivalent, right? You're, you're exactly. getting to go golf at Augusta uh, and, and co- uh, compete uh, as 12-year-olds. Pretty fantastic. And listen, those were 12-year-olds? It's like polished huh. media answers, isn't it? It's like somebody should be giving them a cl- or they should be giving a class somewhere. You know, uh, we watch TV and we see all the bad things that happened in the world. Uh-huh. But those two kids, you know, you're around enough younger people and you go, okay, there's the hope for the world right there. Yeah, <laughs> it's no, easy was... to be disillusioned, but boy, those kids give you give you a lot of encouragement for the future. Well, it's just great, no doubt, Barry. And and just like that, as always, uh, we are out of time here on on Moving Day at the Masters. Uh, good to be back, and uh, we will be here every Saturday morning, my friend. That'll be great, and Jordan Spieth will probably win. All right, I'm, I'm going to go with Justin Thomas. I'm going to stick with Bob Harrig on this one. Uh, All right, thanks. And, and Barry, hey, we'll talk to you next week. Great. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, everybody. Uh, thanks to our guests, Bob Herrig, Robert Marchione from Chicago District Golf Association, Chris Ogerling uh, from the golf practice, and our drive, chip, and putt national finalists, Logan Keeter and Reese Wallace. Thanks to Adam Studzinski back at the SCORE studios. Thanks to Barry Cronin, as always. I'm Mike Esposito, and uh, thanks for listening to The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.